I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to worship at the altar of music and comedy. The giddiness and the harmony of a well-crafted comedy song brings great joy and abundance. Join the tinkling talents of David Thames and me, Phil Nickel. Sit back, turn it up, and enjoy Songs in the Key of Laugh. That's right, Phil Nickel. It is Songs in the Key of Laugh. And this is Series 3 and Episode 4. I'm with David Timms. It is. Hello, David. You just referred to yourself in the third person, so I'm going to try and do the same thing. It hasn't worked as well. You just said hello to yourself. I know, but that's fine. Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. Hello. Hello. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Um, last week we had on the wonderful Pat Cahill. Um, we hope it was you enjoyed so, that interview. so nice to get to know Pat. I know that you, you've you've known him for quite a while, but it's it nice man. to have him round at Casa del Phil. He's a lovely man. He's a cool as a cucumber. That guy. He's yeah. he is very cool and as crunchy as a carrot. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you probably heard if you've been listening regularly to our podcast that we've now got ads on the podcast. We do have Patreon, and we're starting to put Patreon stuff up. You probably noticed we've got some bloopers that are coming up, and we have select trying to have lots of fun stuff um, so that you can join the Patreon and uh, and you can get advanced listens. So we're putting out for our real hardcore listeners our podcast a week early, so you can join Patreon, and listen to them a week early, and uh, or you can join Coffee and. You know, buy Dave Knight a coffee. We do like coffee. Yeah. It keeps, keeps us going. Absolutely. Or listen to the back catalogue. There's like loads. There's so many great episodes. The Harry Hill one. There's Rich Hall, Rialina. I mean, the, the whole... Go back to Nick Helm, right? Go back to the start and listen to them. If you've heard them all, listen to them again. That's what we're here for, to waste your time. <laughs> Coming up later in today's show, we're going to be talking about singing. I think there, our theme this week is singing. Uh, we're going to be having our comedy song contest. And we'll be doing our um, attempt to write a nativity. Yes, uh, we'll our, continue that. Our dictionary, our dictionary improv Im- musical. Yeah, the, the possibly the most offensive nativity that's ever been written. And keep listening because we're going to have, an, I think, a, one of our best interviews yet done in person at Casa del Phil del Sol here in Casa Phil Hall uh, <laughs> with our guests. Flatten the curves. When I was in the womb, I've heard this story. I don't remember it. Okay. But, um, <laughs> I used to love... Who was the guy who did um, Countdown back in the day? Richard? Richard Madley. Was it? No. <laughs> I um, can't... Well, I can't remember his name. Anyway, that's one of the stories. The other one is... So I'd that used wasn't a finished story. That's not a story. That's his name, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> you mean when you, you said countdown? When you hear did it, did it, did it, did it, I love Richard Whiteley. Richard Whiteley. And I loved him. I loved him. And my parents used to watch that when I. So we've already mentioned the ads, right? And yes. I know, and I know that lots and lots of podcasts have got advertisements and stuff, but I genuinely think that the podcast has only really made it 
when you get asked to do the ads yourselves for yes. the product. Yes. So, um, I, you know, you can listen to any podcast and, and they, it, it, like Fern Cotton does one yeah. for, for pants. Yeah. And, um, and I think uh, Bob Mortimer, he does one for beer. And yeah. so it, everybody does their own ads for things. So I was thinking, well, maybe we could, maybe we could push things along a little bit. Right. And maybe we should just come up with our own ads. Right. And then maybe somebody will take us on. But I okay. thought, what, what kind of things would we want to advertise? And I thought, well, I, I'll leave that up to Phil. Oh, well, uh, thanks. <laughs> well, I, well I, and what springs to mind? There, I just remember there was a there was a chocolate there's a chocolate type of chocolate in America in Canada called turtles. They're like turtles. little. They're little. Little. They look like they're called turtles, and they're like little chocolate. Uh, I think they're pecan and caramel on the inside. They look like little turtles. Ooh, that and, they, and the commercial goes turtles, turtles, yeah, 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 turtles, turtles, ha ha ha. Oh, I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> So we could do a turtles. Well, we just did it. Well, we yeah. There this we go. This is basically a walking ad for turtles. Well, I imagine people listening to the show right now are going to go, "Ooh, where can I get some of those?" Or there's going to be a sudden influx of people going into pet shops buying turtles, turtles, and eating them. <laughs> Whether you're a hugely popular singer like Beyonce, or you're an obscure, um, maybe even like a, even a street performer like a, a busker or something like that. The joy of the songs is in the singing, right? And <clears throat> obviously there's instrumentals, you know, there's lots of funny instrumentals. But when it comes to comedy songs, what really sells these songs is their people's ability to sing them. And obviously the better singer you are, the more beautiful it is to listen to. But it doesn't always sell a comedy song. You can, there's a lot of other ways of selling a comedy song other than just with an absolutely fantastic voice. But it does help. It definitely does help. I mean, I'm thinking straight away, one of the first things that comes to my head is like, uh, Mana Mana. Right, that's no. that is a comedy song. Manamana. Do 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 do. Manamana. Do do do. Well, actually, yeah, the Muppets had loads of. Uh, Grover is not a great singer, but he sings a lot of the songs. He does sing a lot and of the songs. You immediately know it's Grover. It's like Neil Young. He, no, Grover's not like Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil, you instantly recognize Neil Young's voice. You do, yes. And, and all the all, all those great singers, some have a timber or something where you recognize their voice, and that happens in comedy songs as well. We've had quite a few, even in the comedy song contest, we've had a few people return, and you you know their voices. You can say, "Oh, that's Eddie Johnson." You know who it is, and I think these are these. That's an important part of of the comedy song. I was thinking of one of my favorites was a, a woman called Madeline Kahn, who worked with Mel Brooks and was nominated. I think she was nominated for an Academy Award for for Blazing Saddles, and um, she's just got this most beautiful, tender little voice. Uh, she's got a funny, funny attitude, a tender little voice, and actually, she sang a song uh, with the Muppets with Grover. Um, I think the song is called "Sing After Me." Sing what? such a beautiful like soft calming voice yes um she's wonderful madeline khan and if if you don't know her just google it there's lo loads of stuff 
Um, and she's also obviously been in all these. She was in Cluedo, I think, is one of my favorite performances of all time. Okay. Um, I do have to pull you up on one thing, though. Uh, Grover? Yeah. Sesame Street. Not the Muppets. Well, yeah, but he is a Muppet. Uh, he is a Muppet. You're All a right. Muppet. Uh, well, maybe you're I am. Ba- maybe. You're a bloody Muppet, oh, mate. Oh, I'm a Muppet then. That's fine. Lovely. <laughs> I'd like to take us back uh, quite a few years, and we're looking kind of music hall area. Okay. Um, and uh, just coming out of the music hall, you've got some amazing performers who were able to sell songs but they would be selling them to their live audience in a way that only these particular artists really could. Sure. In particular, I'm thinking George Formby. Right. Right. Didn't have the best voice, but was able to sell a song better than, well, he's still known today. He's renowned. Absolutely renowned as one of of the best entertainers around. In fact, that sound that he has is the sound of Music Hall. When you hear it, you go, that's the sound of Music Hall. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. More of a speak singer. Absolutely. There's lots more speak singers, though. There's like, um, I think Stan Holloway used to do that. Uh, Frankie Howard, a bit of Benny Hill as well, used to do lots of that kind of thing. And then you had people who who kind of honed their craft and were able to speak sing it. um, But they had the voice to kind of match it. And I'm thinking of people like Noel, uh, Noel Coward. Right. Right. Because he he had the voice there as well. And he could do those really intricate melodies. Yeah. But he would still be selling the song in the same way. But his songs are really fun to sing as well, though. He like those songs are really lyrical and full of full of fun rhymes and rhyming schemes. They are 100 percent. Should we have a listen to one? Yeah. They're out of sorts in Sunderland and terribly cross in Kent. They're dull in Hull and the Isle of Man is seething with discontent. They're nervous in Northumberland and Devon is down the drain. They're filled with wrath on the first, the fourth, and southern on Salisbury Plain. In Dublin they're depressed lads, maybe because they're Celts. For Drake is going west, lads, and so is everyone else. Hooray, hooray, hooray! Is on the way, there are bad times just around the corner. There are dark clouds hurtling through the sky, and it's no good whining about the silver lining, for we know from experience that they won't roll by. With the skull and the frown, we'll keep our peckers down and prepare for depression and doom and dread. We're going to unpack our troubles from our old kit bag and wait until we drop down there. I mean, Noel Coward is a great singer. So that's, good. It's, and it's instantly recognizable as Noel Coward. I think that's true for all the singers we're discussing. Uh, one of the modern ones that I love is Reggie Watts. Yeah. Who is, who is the musical director for The Late Late Show. If you wreck that, most he's got big hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's so sassy. He's really great. But he's, he's got a great comedy act. And he started off doing, I guess it's stand-up in a way, but he'd use loop pedals. But he'd use, he's got a phenomenal voice. So when I remember first seeing Reggie and I thought, why is this guy doing comedy? He sounds like Marvin Gaye. He sounds like it, like all the classic soul singers, but he's using it to sing the daftest songs in the world. It's, Wait, it's, it's, not, it's not a comedy voice, necessarily. So do you know him, then? Do I know him? Yeah. yeah You've he met per- him? He per- yeah, he performed in Edinburgh. Yeah, we know each other quite well, I think. Very cool. I mean, I haven't been around his house. I mean, we should get him on the pod. Great singing is about phrasing. It's about timing. It's, it's about uh, a, a joy, you know, like the Flight of the Concords, great singers. 
Um, but I don't think there is anyone better that brings more pleasure than Tiny Tim. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Tiny Tim, the one T- with that... T- uh, tiptoe through the tulips. With, with the high voice? That's the one. One of my favourite comics uh, who uh, died doing what he loved. Incognito. Oh, no. Oh, rest in peace. No, uh, the, the other one, Tommy Cooper. Tommy Cooper. Yeah, he was very, very good at this kind of speak singing thing and he could really, yeah. really sell a song. Yeah. Daddy came home from work tired. His boss had been driving him mad. The kids were all shouting and the dog bit him too. His dinner was nothing but boiled over stew. I guess it was then he decided that up to the rooftop he'll go. He was about to jump off when the kids started howling below. Don't jump off the roof, Dad. You'll make a hole in the yard. Mother's just planted petunias. The weeding and seeding was hard. If you must end it all, Dad, won't you please give us a break? Just take a walk down the park, Dad, and there you can jump in the lake. (laughs) When it comes to funny voices, uh, this goes back to my teenage years in the movie Diner. And I remember hearing for the first time Clarence Frogman Henry. I ain't got a home. I know place to roam. I ain't got a home. No place to roam. I'm a lonely boy. I ain't got a home. Well, I got a voice, and I love to sing. And I sing like a girl, and I sing like a frog. I'm a lonely boy. I ain't got a home. Say to me, please 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 say to me,
I'm a lonely frog. I ain't got a home. frog <laughs> oh my voice is so i'm uh, to do an episode on singing when you can't sing phil you're an idiot comedy song competition contest competition it's the comedy song contest david <laughs> it's definitely a competition uh, thank you so much for the submissions they keep pouring in they do. Uh, we've we've had loads, haven't we? If Phil? you've got a comedy song that you want to enter the competition, send it to songs in the key of laugh at gmail.com. Absolutely. We'll have a listen and hopefully we'll play it on our show. Yeah. Um this week's submission is from an artist called Nate Zilla. Nate Zilla. And the song is called One, One Billion, billion dollars. dollars. One multi-billionaire could give a billion dollars to a random person and make them a billionaire. Give it to me. One multi-billionaire could give a billion dollars to a random person and make them a billionaire. They'd still be a billionaire. One multi-billionaire could give a billion dollars to a random person and make them a billionaire. I want to be rich. One multi-billionaire could give a billion dollars to a random person and make them a billionaire. Me. Let's count to a billion. Let's go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. High numbers. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 20. Let's just skip it. A billion. We continue. We do continue. The, <laughs> we do continue with our attempt to write a nativity musical using our well. What was the dictionary? So originally, what we did is we get the dictionary and pick, mean, yeah, and put our finger in the dictionary and pick a word, word. and yeah. But, but we, we don't have a dictionary, we so we're now using them, Dave's no. piano tuning book. Yeah, so that, that's so what we're, we're using. What have we got today, Phil? What's so the word? The word. The word. I'm gonna, you can hear it. Yeah. Opening it up, and the word is mouth. 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 <laughs> Mouth. Okay. Mouth. So um, God, God's just spoken to Joseph. Wow. Um, sorry, no, the angel Gabriel's spoken to Joseph yep. uh, just to let him know everything's cool and, you know, it was God. So so it's all Back good. Back off. But, yeah, kind of. Uh, so now Joseph and Mary, they need to do a bit of traveling. They need to get they need to get over to Bethlehem. That's what they're doing. Why were they going to Bethlehem? Because they need to. Why were they going back to Bethlehem? Um, because that's where that's where you have babies. <laughs> I, I don't know why would they go back to Bethlehem. Don't know. Okay, well, that, that's where they decided to go. So uh, let's do a song, shall we? like traveling but never by mule I thought you had a car dear oh Mary you fool <laughs> this is all I got from my dad he wouldn't give me the keys so get on 
submissions to songs in the key of laugh at gmail.com and check out the details at songs the key of laugh.com there's a 200 pound prize 50 pounds for the runner-up why not do it today it's guest time phil it's guest time guest time and guess who the guests are guess the guests it's uh it's well that we've heard about this group through the edinburgh comedy festival katie baker izzy Rowright, wright arabella rodrigo and charlotte brooke and they are flatten, flatten the, the curves. curves imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That's what we do. We yell flatten. It's flatten the curves, you guys. This is what we do. We yell the name of the person. Like it says, insert here. And then we just insert your name. So, you know, if it's Tim Minchin, we say Tim Minchin. But then this week is flatten the curves. It's flatten the curves, David. I know. It's like you've got a personalized jingle. And it's just a really cheeky way of yeah. making yeah. everybody feel really, really yeah. special. It's clever. Yeah. And I do feel special. Yeah, do I feel, feel welcome. Yeah. So flatten the curves. Let's go. We've, we've got Katie Baker. Hello. Yeah, we've got Izzy Rowright. 
Yep. We've got Hello. Charlotte Brooke. Yeah. And Arabella Rodrigo is not here because she's just had a baby. She has. Oh, what sort of excuse goodness. is that? Do you know what? It's yeah, lazy, outrageous. isn't it? Yeah, it really is, actually, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's a lazy woman. Yeah, she had it a week ago. Get your act together, get here now. That's what I'm thinking. Exactly, give it to someone. Don't you have childcare? I mean... That's definitely not how it works. I'm looking at David. David's David's got a seven-month-old baby. Yeah. 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 Might be eight months by the time this interview goes out. But so she's just... You've just come off an Edinburgh run. Yes. Does this mean that she was doing the show all the way through? She was eight months pregnant doing the Edinburgh Fringe with us. Wow. And she is a superwoman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was amazing. amazing. And did you think at any point that the baby could drop during the run or was that not a possibility we wanted it to happen just for publicity but um, <laughs> she refused to let that happen so we did check the the local hospitals around yeah. Our, yeah. our flat um that's as far as we went to pre-plan yeah <laughs> there was nothing else we didn't even prepare an alternative show to be honest i know no. <laughs> she, she I just mean, had yeah. to do it and your show is about i mean i want to talk about flatten the curves but i just want to i'm actually just thought about the baby thing for a while mm. your show is a very much about empowering women and mm. about strong women yeah. and the you know uh, the songs that we've seen you do uh women are at the forefront of it and t- t- it was a that's a pretty big show off thing to go and i'm pregnant yeah eat this man a hundred percent most most guys that get the sniffles are going to have the night off because you know i've got a sore throat or everything there's a woman pregnant yeah um eight also, months pregnant remember eight months that. pregnant <laughs> and also this is a complete digression mm. i've got a thing about the babies in the womb <laughs> where, are you, where are you going what with this, this? <laughs> no, got a, i don't have a thing about it yeah <laughs> oh, that's right. we don't want to know about your kids no, no, i'm just curious about how much input the children hear through the the from inside the mum so I, I mean, I, I have, a, I have a, a strong belief that the syncopation of the mother's heartbeat is why we are musical creatures and why, uh, we come, why people sing. That that must have some effect on your musicality when you are finally um, given birth to and, and let free into the world. Not to mention the, the, you know, the, the physical makeup of the, the person, the, the genetically, mm. the person's um, vocal cords. Do you think, am I, have you you ever thought about that or? I've never thought about it, no. Um, I like it a lot. I think I like it a lot. You can have the perfect pitch, you can train a baby to have perfect pitch if you get them at the right time. I, well, funny you should say this. (laughs) Okay. So, so we've, we've found that if we're playing the, so after dinner every night, um, Sunny will turn over and she looks straight at the keyboard because mm-hmm. she wants to play it. And she plays every single morning, every night, she plays and absolutely loves it. But um, we found that she'll sing along, and if I change key, then she will change key the key that she's singing in yeah so yeah i it, i honestly this whole thing is just making me so fascinated and i'm thinking that i've got a genius on my hands yeah. but uh, it, i you know it, if she's not musical i would be a little bit a little bit sad because yeah, um, it's in your blood it's, it's in both of our be. blood yeah so i mean so but you were mentioning about um hearing <coughs> songs that maybe you were hearing in the womb yeah now mm. we we uh, so uh, Kim's in Pretty Woman, and so oh. the songs that are in that, if uh, if those get played and if she's crying, instant stop. Really? Yeah, yeah I had it with when I was in the womb. I've heard this story. I don't remember it. Okay. But, um, <laughs> I used to love. Who was the guy who did um, Countdown back in the day? Richard. Richard Madley. Was it? No. <laughs> um, I can't. 
Well, I can't remember his name. Anyway, that's one of the stories. The other one is that I'd used to. Sorry, story. what's the story? <laughs> that's not a story. That's his name, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> you mean when you, you said countdown? When you hear it, did it, did it, did it, did it, I loved Richard Whiteley. Exactly. And I loved him. I loved him. And my parents used to watch that when I was in the womb. And then when I was out of the womb, what would calm me down is sitting there, like looking at countdown and like waving a belt around. Loved that. And then also the Emma. Dale theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dan, that's not Emma Dale. Oh, what is oh, that's, that? That's extenders. Which one was it then? Oh. It was that one. It was that one. That's I heard that a lot in the womb. And then the first time. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> she doesn't even she know remembers. the name of the program. <laughs> and then when my dad played it, because my dad's a musician. When my dad played it on piano and I was like sat on his knee, I would get the right note right at the end. Yeah. Well, there you go. So I liked it. Jesus. The theory is right. <laughs> we keeping that in? Yeah, we keep that in. <laughs> we didn't actually warn you about Charlotte, did we? <laughs> the music was all around us. The clicks of railway tracks. Uh, the music is, I don't understand how you could ever think that that's a bad thing. And it soothes mm. wild animals. It, it makes babies stop crying. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. And, and you guys have chosen it, uh, flatten the curves as a profession. So, mm -hmm. um, how did, let's, let's see how Got we do it. tear to my eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but how did you, let's go, let's go down the line and see, let's do a little uh, run up history to the formation of flatten the curves. So let's start with Katie. Where, where were you at? How did you get in, how did you get involved with these cats? With these guys. Um, so years and years ago, I was in a band called Four Femmes on the Thames. Okay. Um, and through people having lives, it had to finish because right. everyone wanted to do something else. I'd always wanted to do comedy and always wanted to write and sing and do all those things. Um, and Izzy was a dep in the band, and I was also in Shitfaced with Izzy. So when the band ended, after about a year, we were like, this is ridiculous. It was such a good product. It's for women, we need to make this happen again. So we were like, let's just do it. And then the old pandemic happened. Uh, right. So uh, then we got Charlotte involved, who was also in Shitface with us, and we know she's a musical genius and is a comedy legend. <laughs> so we were like, right, let's just join forces. Um, I randomly text Arabella, who I'd met once, and said, mate, got this project. What are your thoughts? She said, yeah, because she's mad and wild. Where was she from? Where was so Arabella from? She was a friend of a friend of mine, and he was always saying, you gotta get Arabella on board in a band. He's from Australia, if you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and yeah. He, he does talk like that. He'll love to hear that accent back to him. Get Arabella on board and I was like oh god shut up and then I thought I just heard his voice coming into my head that lovely nasal Australian voice like a dreamlike <laughs> right. quality and I went oh, I'll get Arabella on board oh, and we did you know, the fourth person that, she was that, yeah it's amazing how those little seeds that are sown by yeah. something as simple as that even though it's, it's probably you, it's, to me that sounds amazing that sounds like you just suddenly that comes to you when you need it yeah peace comes to you so I think it's really important to always be putting out positive affirmations and making connections and mentioning people's names yeah. and not keeping it to yourself because you never know where where that's going to be years down the track. 100%. And like, especially with women, we, we want to eventually work with a whole female band and Absolutely. call them the Mammary Band. Well, you guys should talk to Katie. Katie, Katie <laughs> that's Pritchard. very good. Thank you. Yeah. 
Katie Pritchard has uh, does. Oh, I love has, Katie. Has yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but she's like multi instrumentalist yeah. and plays drums and sax and everything like that. Yeah. The kind of person I could see being the MD of one of those all female bands. Yeah. Because she's got a she's got a group an all female group anyway. Yeah. A, a vocal group. She's but, great. Yeah. Yeah. But um. So okay. So that's Katie. So yes. Izzy. Before before that uh, shit faced. Which I'm not even really sure exactly. What <laughs> I'll shit, explain what that is. is but <laughs> it sounds fun. It, yeah, it is fun. So that's the the show that I produce, which is a, a musical comedy show. Right. Um, do you know Shipface Shakespeare? Yes. Yeah. So I, having graduated drama school, decided I didn't actually want to do musical theatre, which is what I trained in. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I, I still kind of do a, a version of it, but it's comedy. But what, what just uh, why did you, what, what put you off doing musical theatre? Um, I think I wasn't interested in the world surrounding right. musicals. I found it quite, a lot of drama school is a lot of pressure for people. Um, I, I left drama school and I didn't like the competitiveness and I wanted to make my own thing. I yes. didn't like the idea of going into Mamma Mia and having right. to be a certain size and, you know, I, I wasn't particularly inspired by the story, you know. Yeah. It, I, yeah. It's a, a brilliant story. <laughs> uh, in case anyone is listening. But you want, um, to, you want to be content. creative. You want to be creative. <laughs> uh, on top of using your musical skills, you want to be creative in the sense that you want to, like, develop your own stuff. It's more it's more yeah. interesting for you. Okay. Exactly. So, um, I started Shipface Showtime, approached the company Shipface Shakespeare um, with the idea of doing a musical right. with a drunk person. And the premise is that y- you perform a version of a show, yeah. but then four hours before the show, one actor starts drinking. Right. And come the show, you don't know what's going to happen. And you improvise your way through the show to basically... Okay. Uh, yeah, it gets mental. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, I've, always, I've always thought... I've, I've seen it. Um, in Edinburgh a few times and I just I, the mental health aspect of this how can you have so I'm guessing that you kind of um, you rotate who's going to get drunk we each do. night okay and then does the person who gets pissed do they get a night off the next night yes most of the time okay. you, you never so we we rotate the cast so you never know who's it, it, we've got a sort of basic idea who's, who's going to be on that night but if someone's not ready to drink that day you know they've broken up with a boyfriend they've they're not feeling up to it any reason we'll just switch someone at someone out yeah. and, and get them to play their role <laughs> do they ever break up with their boyfriend after the show where they've been drinking <laughs> for ages we had a rule that no partners were able to come and watch because it was just a bit it it's a weird thing watching your partner vulnerable and not being able to kind of take yes. the, the lead yeah. so we, yeah, 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 yeah. people we sell shit faced as a, a kind of rock and roll show that you know we never know what's going to happen but the, the the thing is we've got a book that's sort of as, as thick as my thumb about how to do thumb. it right it's a big thumb yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> about how to do it safely so yeah, sure. it's it's well, very yeah. organized mess yeah, essentially right. yeah. and, and just out of, no i know we're going to get back to book tea, but the, what the mu- the music in shitface is that original music or is that is um that, it's not no no it's it's, it's essentially yeah but we write the script and it's right. usually based on a, a, a a, a historic title essentially yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're doing a Pissmas Carol this Christmas okay, at Leicester Square Theatre which we've been doing for a while so yeah um, but yeah as, so as, and, must, and what's the weirdest what's the craziest thing that's happened someone just passed out <laughs> and not been able to perform anymore or? we've never had that we've had um, pizza ordering during the show for the entire audience <laughs> 
and and then cast having to eat pizza for the rest of the the week. Um, well, who paid? The company. <laughs> Fantastic. I didn't know that. I'm getting that. Exactly. I'm trying to think what's happened with you guys. Yeah. Um, I'm drunk every day, yeah, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it can get... You yeah. never know what's yeah, going to happen. Sounds, sounds fun. Sounds fun. <laughs> so both of these two, Charlotte so, and Katie, did that. So, what, what, did, that so you're trained musical... It was a musical theatre or, mm-hmm. or music or musical theatre? Are, are you trained Are you trained oh. musical theatre, Bod? Yeah, I trained as an actor for the musical yeah. stage, so yes, they just kind of left out the dancing. So um, <laughs> yeah, not pretty much for musicals at all. <laughs> okay. And is it some? So would you guys recommend that for any young people that might be listening to the podcast? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. I loved drama school, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I think that the world is changing a little bit. People are making their own thing. It's weird because I everything I've been cast as has just been a Cockney barmaid, <laughs> a Cockney loud, angry woman. A Cockney this so I've not used any of my acting training it's right. just me I've been cast yeah. as me that, but that is acting I mean I, I, I've trained actors you, know, oh, you, know, you just end up getting cast I get cast as really loud Americans mm. or, ex, or, or drag queens and I, and I so I don't really get to use any of my acting yeah. training Ever get to play, you know, anything interesting? Yeah, but I think that's, that's why you got to create it yourself. Yeah, that's, that's why true. I love doing what we do because mm. you yeah. just write your own shit and then are we allowed to swear? Write your yeah, own stuff. Enough. Write your own fuck. We've just been saying shit. Then, face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now the number of cunts are listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> if you got a problem, write to us and leave your email. <laughs> yeah, but that's true. I think it's true for a lot of actors. They just end up being cast in the same, mm. the exact same thing over and over and over again. Um, so um, I can see um, how this is co- could de- possibly develop into you know right now it's sort of a stand up mm-hmm. because you have, mm-hmm. you're doing it in the quickest setup in the smallest stages but as you guys expand and you get a backing band if you once you've got yeah. a bit more a bit more money behind a production I can see yeah we do we've got plans for like the five year plan yeah. we want to develop a sitcom develop a musical right um, but yeah at the moment we're just we're enjoying the the stand-up aspect yeah. of it and trying to develop the songs, I guess, and see what works and what doesn't. Uh, and it's so... Sorry, I haven't seen your Edinburgh show. I didn't go up to... I How had to look you? after the whole trial, this, this Edinburgh, so I'm sorry uh, about no that. No excuse. Um, <laughs> but um, is, is there a through line through the, through the show? Is there a it, From song plot? to song, really. Yeah, okay. there's, okay. there's a slight link um, yeah. between songs, but through line, no, it's about female empowerment and making people laugh and the observation of women and how we think about men. men yeah. <laughs> and largely yeah. sisterhood, really. And sisterhood, it's, a rich, yeah. it's a rich theme, that one, mm. how women feel about men. Mm. I think it's something that's coming to, to the fore, yeah. uh, you know, in the last, certainly the last five years, the last ten years. Yeah. I mean, obviously from, you know, the beginning of the century, but the last ten years has been a huge shift. Yeah, I mean, especially in Western culture. Yeah, and there's been a lot of shit, and there's still a lot of awful things happening out there. I yeah. mean, let's not get, even get into that politically. Well you, well, you, well, you know, we need to. You have to be serious about it because yeah. what you're doing is a tonic to that. Exactly. We're watching what's happening in Iran, and yeah. we know yeah, if, you're, if you're a decent human being, it, you can't help but be yeah. appalled by that. Yeah. Um, so but, it, yeah, it's trying to not make light of that, but um, no. just just give people a good time, and even even the men that leave the room kind of go, oh yeah, yeah, we are dicks. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're completely right. But if, if, if people if people weren't making this art, mm. then and and it wasn't being done, it, like you know, it it is done in quite a large volume at the moment. But if it's really yours, is so good. Oh, it's thanks. like watching watching people leave with these huge beaming smiles, mm. and also watching a lot of men who just shut up. Yeah, is yeah. so so important. You know, because I, I was watching. So um, you came and did the Cray Cray Cabaret at the Comedy Store with us the other day, and it was so so good. Thank but you. when um, uh, when you would go occasionally go out into the audience and you go really really close to some of the men in the audience. Yeah. And I mean, God, you what? They get so uncomfortable. Mm. But their reactions are really weird. Mm. Like there was one guy. I can't remember if he if he like slapped your hand away or whether it, it was some some sort of a, a slap thing happened. And I was just like, Oh my goodness, how do you get away with that? Yeah. And but um, but it was so you were so so strong. And while you're in that position, and while you are, you know, you're towering above these blokes in mm. the front row, yeah. you have got so, so much power, and you use it so well. So I don't really know what I'm trying to say, <laughs> other than the fact that it is, it's such a powerful message that you're putting out there, that every single person who goes in is being affected by it. Mm. And if we weren't having shows like yours, mm. then, then the change that we've seen over the last 10 years wouldn't have happened. So it's so important. Oh, Thank you. It's all down to us specifically. Change the world. Change the world, guys. Well, we've got we've got the third third uh, and last but not least, uh, Charlotte. Hello. Um, uh, we, I mean, you are you're normally the pianist in the group. You're you are the, yeah. the music the the music backbone. Is that would that be right? Absolutely. Do, the composer. Do either, the... do either of the other three? Any of the other three? Uh, play uh, musical instruments. I, I'm gonna tambourine. Yeah, I play the tambourine. Yeah, okay. so I just need to get that out there. Plays the sad tambourine. Yeah, sad tambourine. Like no other person I've ever heard. So when it comes to the when it comes to the writing of the stuff and it comes to the arrangements, uh, you know, are you you're are you the mainly the person that puts down these songs or that crafts the songs? The musical part of Musically, yeah. yeah, but it is a collaborative effort. So we'll all sort of sit down, have a chat about the sort of stuff that we want to be talking about the sort of stuff we want to put out there and then a lot of the writing tends to happen sort of over over whatsapp i would say yeah. right. um we'll have chats katie will sort of structure every all the ideas into a pot and then throw it over dabble on the piano a little bit or guitar or track depending on what what the song's going to be written with yeah. and um and then it'll just be yeah, a collaborative sort of back and forth yeah. i would say and when you were listening to there was you used a one backing track for ikea Mm. Uh, is that is that your is that your you have made that on logic yeah. and that's your yeah oh, yeah that's fantastic yeah so lots of lots of logic play I like that stuff actually yeah right <laughs> have you been have you, have you been have you been working with logic have you been working like how long yeah how long did it take did, are you self-taught did you did someone show you how it I actually did it at school um oh, right. in in music we had we were very lucky we were a tech college so we got we got the cheeky little apple Macs there and then i i started using using logic then and then i've always sort of had it to to write my own stuff and um and yeah just just dabbling about and then and then learning and then learning from other people and then learning some more. <laughs> I, I, I think the thing I like about Logic is it's got like uh, it's in just again it's made things so accessible for yeah. like it's got all it's got the beats and the sounds and, yeah. and it, it does so much for you if you know it with, and it's very user friendly 
Yeah, people definitely. Probably ringing in, going, "That's crap, Phil." But, <laughs> but um, I, I think there's a, the more and more stuff we're hearing, like on on TikTok and the stuff mm. that's sent into uh, our song contest. And you realize it's really high quality yeah. production because you, because you can do that in your lounge now. Yeah. You know, whereas before that would take a huge big studio to achieve yeah. what you achieved. It sounds re- it sounded really good. Uh, do do you so you play the piano? Mm-hmm. You play the guitar. Yeah. What's the rest of this list? Does it go on for accordion and the ukulele? I think everyone does that one, but the ukulele um, <laughs> is that a jab? Did you get a people? clarinet? You can yeah, I've got a red clarinet. A red clarinet. Yeah, clarinet. Yeah. Right. So, and are you classically trained? It, what's your, and what's your first yeah. instrument? First instrument's piano from the womb, as uh, said earlier. Um, my, my, da- <laughs> my, my dad's a pianist, so I, I, yeah, I learned, I learned from when I was very small and little. And then clarinet came in, and then guitar, there was just one knocking about. Or it was at school and I took it, and then it was knocking about. I, um, yeah. <laughs> I currently have two accordions, both of which I was given. Yeah, I yeah. was given my... From a dad's friend, boring. But yeah, I was given one of those. He um, was boring. No, <laughs> <laughs> might be listening. <laughs> no, I was hearing myself. Um, and yeah, so piano, main one, and then I just sort of learnt learnt that through the father. Thank you, dad. And then um, and then started writing stuff from sort of an early age on that. And then yeah. do you remember the first thing that you wrote? <laughs> um, Yes, it was an instrumental called The Fireplace. And <laughs> right. it was How old were you? I was five. But it was it was literally just like three notes and then I played them from the top of the piano to the bottom and, and always tried to get my parents to listen to me <laughs> playing that piece of shit. Um but I named no. it the the fireplace. It was yeah. lots of fun. Well, and I just said great. fireplace at the end of it and that Didn't was it. you write a song about one of your teachers or something? Oh yeah, that was the ukulele one. I wrote an education rant. Um, and I compared all of the senior leadership team to people in Hitler's cabinet. Um, I put it on YouTube, and um, and then I was <laughs> I was told if I didn't take it off YouTube, I would be banned from prom. So I took it off YouTube, and then I put it back on. And then she won After prom queen. Prom. I was prom queen. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really interesting as you as you get as you get older though, and as you do more, you get more of a, a body of work, and you as yeah. I, I, you start to look back at those. Uh, little things you've written as a teenager mm-hmm. and a bit, a bit more fondness and a little bit less um, a criticism of your own work. And I, there's, a, there's a radio show that uh, Rufus Hounds, and it's, it's called My Teenage Diaries, and you go on, you basically get your diary out from when you're... And I didn't really have oh a diary, but I've got all the <laughs> oh home little up for girls. I was like, oh, I was oh cute. And, all this, and it's just really, they're really bad. Like, I've got one, I think the first song I remember writing was like when I was 12 or 13 called You Are Like Gum on My Shoe. And it was about how I couldn't get I couldn't get rid of the thought. You're gone on my shoe. This it's needs so to be an episode of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's have a Well, I had it all. So I went back to Canada. I dug it all out. It was all these like stacks of papers I kept, and I kept all the letters and stuff. And I was in love with Andrea Smith. I even, I rewrote the the lyrics to um, "Baby, You Can Drive My Car" to Andrea. I love that name. Doom, 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 doom. Um, I had it all here in my house, and I, and I had a kitten. I had a kitten called Dippy, and we left Dippy, and Dippy, and Dippy, Dippy made a nest of all the papers, 
and chewed it all up and got, and so all the original poems and all the stuff that I brought back from Canada to do the show was in I had them in like a, 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 a little um, IKEA um, shelf space and I came home and most of it was absolutely ripped apart and I was oh so devastated. God. And, and there's no cat in this house. No, cat in this house. no, you just added that bit to it. You just added that bit to the story because because now we can't go and get yeah. all of these poems. No, no, honestly, no. I, I wouldn't. And then and I believe and I believe I was so I was so pissed off I just I chucked the whole thing there's probably some stuff that you've I've separated but most of it you can't you oh never that's such a shame I'm yeah. sorry that's oh, right. we have some sad music Yeah. Cat can be anything it wants to anyway, be. Anyway, Dippy, Dippy ran away. So um, <laughs> with your diary, Dippy's Dippy's diary. Dippy ran away. Anyway, sure. <laughs> Dippy ran away. <laughs> so into what's, the bag, what's into next the river? For the <laughs> IKEA bag. Next, for what? What's next? <laughs> what's next for um, flatten the curves? Then what? What's uh? You're, you've come off a of great Edinburgh. Yes. Um, we, we, you mean you came highly recommended, um, and then we saw why. Um, <laughs> you're obviously going to be um, gigging and ripping the storming place apart. As Arabella, you got plans for Arabella to come back once uh, the baby. Can yeah, speak. of course. The, the spot is <laughs> once the baby can speak. Um, hopefully before the baby can speak. Before, yeah. yeah. Whenever she's ready. Whenever she's ready and wants to come back, she is. Welcome to come back. Mm. Are, you, are you having to jump on her harmonies? Are yeah, you, yes. yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. we've got a gig tonight actually, and I, I mm-hmm. just sort of started hyperventilating on the tube. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh my god, I don't know any of Arabella's um, tracks. We just have to um, change things around yeah. a little bit, so it's just a, a yeah. case of I'll be out from the piano a little bit more, yeah, um, and that changes for me. And then, if, like a few of our harmonies. Right. Have been yeah. spread about in different ways. Right. That's do you like being out from behind the piano? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I like, like both. Learn the choreography and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. No, she refuses. So <laughs> we, all, we all don't do the choreography. And to be fair, there, yeah, there is one of those today <laughs> that we'll be doing that we won't be doing. Yes. Okay. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> and what? And so, what's the, what is? What are you? Are you working on a new Edinburgh show? You're you're, you're doing shit faced at Christmas. We are. Mm. Yeah. But we we're continuing to gig. Mm. We've got some Christmas. Right shows lined up and next year we'll see if Arabella's back by that point but we're just going to give her a bit of time and if yeah. we you know we're we're, fi- we're carrying on as a three for yeah. a bit yeah. and then we'll see how it goes but yeah and but you thought about doing the festival like you know I was thinking I could when you as I was watching guys that you'd you'd, you'd, you'd destroy at Glastonbury in the cabaret tent yeah, you'd do Latitude they would kill in the lat- they, there's a in fact they've got a couple of different stages they've got the, the main stage but they've also got a cabaret stage don't they at the at latitude, so yeah. you'd also you'd kill at Orlando Fringe. Oh yeah, oh, really? I we yeah. like in, have a look at that one in okay. Florida. Yeah, huh? would like to go there. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. that you you do really well there. Yeah, thank it's you. It's such a good act. I mean, Thanks, honestly, oh, such cute. wonderful harmonies, and it was so nice to play with you. Actually, as well, we we have we have such a variety of people who we play with at Cray Cray, and some people will come up, and I will be given. Um, well, Sarah, Sarah Louise Young, she gave me 
years worth of music mm. which was absolutely perfectly yeah. written yeah, and I was like right well yeah this is this yeah. is absolutely fine and then you get other people who turn up and it's just you've got to watch my hands on wow. the guitar and everything will be okay so um, but it was so so nice to have such such power coming from the stage and we just were able to yeah. add little bits to it so, well, Sarah, so Sarah, nice. plays with, um, Sarah plays with Michael Ralston mm. who's like you know mm. uh, probably top end of that cabaret pianist accompanist yeah. mm. And uh, yeah, I know, but I mean the the writing the the, uh, the 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 idea of having it getting it written out so that anyone can pick it up is just a it's integral. When when I've done things previously, I, I I run a charity in South Africa, so it meant that I was going off quite often and was leaving acts with music that I'd written with no pianist and uh not and or we'd have like a full they'd have to have a full band to cover what i was able to normally do on the keys so mm. i would have to write out everything in like the best possible way yeah. so anybody could play it yeah. um but yeah so it's quite an important thing don't don't know why we got onto that but we have. <laughs> so there we go i i, I wanted to ask um because we're because our our uh, listeners tend to be um music comedy uh, aficionados mm-hmm. or, or freaks uh, <laughs> and we're also trying to bring in. We also want an audience of new people trying to, to, um, you know, people to discovering co- musical comedy songs. Mm. What do you? Are you guys influenced by musical comedy songs? Mm. Is it something you had a passion for, or was it just you just like music in general? And that's you know, and then comedy. You know, some some musical comedians just like music in general, and then they do comedy because mm. it's just you just don't have, have to be quite as musically uh, gifted. They think. Mm. Uh, to, to perform well, a comedy. Well, that's where we're going to change song. this. I know. <laughs> well, that, that is kind of the, one of the remits of this podcast is to kind of mm. shine light on on uh, how... How it's go- seen. Yeah, it's kind of ubiquitous uh, around us. We don't, You don't even realise how much, uh, even if it's just like um, incidental music and ads mm-hmm. yeah. or sound effects or, yeah. or all the music that's behind Looney Tunes cartoons. Those are all musical yeah. comedy. Those mm-hmm. are great performers and composers. And if you listen to Looney Tunes, uh, you know, the, the orchestration of it mm. is actually genius yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and they would have done, would have done it with full orchestra. So what, yeah. what, are, your, what are your influences? Where, what's, we'll start with, with, with Izzy. Um, well, I suppose having had a background in musical theatre, there were musicals that I loved to do. Well, at drama school, we did The Producers, for right. instance. So yeah, that was my favourite musical yeah. in the world. It's one of my favourites so as well. Good. You did Jerry Springer I at did, drama yeah. school, didn't you? So, I mean, I've always preferred those sort of comedy musicals, but also, you know, your classics, Victoria Wood. And um, I loved Flight of the Concords growing up. That was, yeah. you know, something I was obsessed with mm-hmm. um, I think we are all kind of united on that aren't yeah. we yeah, yeah that was huge we're for hoping me. to get yeah. them on at some yeah. point <laughs> oh, oh yeah great. well I we'll think one corner. thing that we do quite similar <laughs> they, they have a lot of different styles and we like to use different genres of music yeah. yeah we kind of go oh what's this song about yeah. and how can we do the complete opposite genre of music so we've got a song that is about porn and we thought okay what would make this funnier uh, opera so we've done an operatic song mm. about porn and how it's bad for women. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite similar. I, I trained in musical theatre. I've always loved music. Uh, more old school music for me. Like, I, I, I used to hang around with um, some great people at school. We were all 
you know, whether we like it or not, we were dweebs. But um, <laughs> we were cool. Yeah. Haven't heard that yeah, word yeah. in years. Dweebs. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were the theatre nerds. In yeah, the theatre nerds, we you know. We were the coolest. We were so cool, but such losers, but really cool. In leather ties. Yeah, exactly. You could always tell them because it was like you'd take two steps and then do a kick. Yeah. Two steps and then do a twirl. But yeah. yeah. Wave in jazz hands. Yeah. Um, but we'd, we'd listen to Flanders and Swan. We'd, you know, make up our own songs. We'd make up random harmonies and I've always wanted to do comedy um, and I've always wanted to be a singer so the two came hand in hand for me I was like right fuck it I'm going to do both yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Flanders and Swan the thing I like about those that old uh, you know Cole Porter and mm. just the the, the, the lyrics are, yeah they're beautiful and they're, yeah. they're, and they're so magical, clever you know yeah really clever yeah. and I think it it's been quite um <sighs> Musical comedy, when you say it, people kind of roll their eyes and go, oh, yeah, all right. But but we've had people like Tim Minchin come up, Bill Bailey's so cool now, Flight of the Concord, people that are, like, making it... I mean, I love Fascinating Aida, and they, they are obviously a huge influence on right. what we do. We're, mm-hmm. we're yeah. female, we do harmonies, we write our songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, like... They made it really cool for me because I was like, oh, my God, these women in their 50s singing about this dogging. It's amazing. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I thought, okay, we could really uh, we could really crack this. And, you know, hopefully I think we're on a road to. I don't know the word. Road, well, fun. The, road to good. Well, they're a good, compa- they're a good comparison <laughs> for you guys because um, because of the musicality, the strength of vocals, mm. and uh, uh, juxtaposing, um, you know, like sort of body lyrics with uh, mm. with really strong voices, mm. um, and also and also they're really they're really strong. All of them really strong women, political women, yeah. and um, and not and eloquent. Off like when we interviewed them. Incredibly eloquent and uh, and uh, like poised, I guess. Yeah, they yeah they're yeah. great. So it's and it's different than, it's different than, and not there's anything wrong with slap uh, knock about sla- uh, slapsticky comedy lyric musical comedy stuff because <laughs> someone like Tim Vine, for instance, <laughs> is, uh, uh, is is just like knock about. It serves a purpose in yeah. the show, um, but again, it's it's just really beautifully done. And, and it's tuneful and melodic. So I think a, a fascinating Aida is a really good uh, um, comparison for you guys. We call ourselves fascinating Aida meets Little Mix yeah. meets the in-betweeners. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 nice. that's pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. Do you know if they're aware of you of you yet? Have you worked with them? Or? No, I've, I met Dilly uh, once. I, I did a workshop with her um, and she heard one of my songs and then said no notes and that was the best day of my life Um, (laughs) I've met Adele a few times I haven't met I've met Sarah Louise Young but I haven't met um, Liza that's the only one yeah Yeah. she's I mean they're they're all amazing and I mean Dilly to me is just she's just fantastic she's absolutely wonderful we we had the absolute pleasure of interviewing them for the last series and so we did yeah I I heard it you heard it they are they're they're just the most wonderful people we're just just talking now we had throughout a few different names like Flanders and Swan and Fascinating Idea and the way that they do uh, so eloquently put their songs do you is musical comedy is it um 
like is it slightly more high brow would you say because we've just the, like using a couple of the examples that we've been throwing around i i would think that it has a it has maybe a particular audience that that sits with is there is there a way that maybe musical comedy is starting to become more of a I don't know, more accessible or is it something that is uh, for a particular audience i think i think tiktok is really opening up that world of, of it being a bit more approachable because I, I i certainly know my friends who are don't have anything to do with the theater or musicals or they are starting to get it a bit more you've got yeah. munya Chihuahua. Chihuahua. he's made it really big i would say um of late so i think it's having a bit of a bit of a new moment um i think so too yeah yeah and um the sisters uh, sugar coated sisters. Sugar coated sisters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're massive on TikTok and yeah. they're having. I saw at the them moment. live. I did a thing for the mu- the musical comedy awards. Mm, yeah, and then they were on one of the semi-finals. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, they were fantastic. Um, yeah, they're great. Well, uh, what about you, Charlotte? What are your like your uh, deep musical background? Is it? Do you, did you were you into comedy music growing up? Yeah, yeah. Um, we've we've said them, but Flight of the Concords was huge right. for me, and Tim Minchin was a big one right. with the piano, of course. So um, that was yeah. I started writing writing songs with my sibling, and we just did stupid stupid shit all the time we wrote about like radox shower gel we wrote about just random mundane objects and that was something that sort of got got me into that side of things and then and then yeah just writing through experience as well and i think i think for me i have to be at a point of if i'm very angry about something it's very easy to write something if i feel very strongly about something it's very easy to write something or if i feel very silly about something it's very easy to write something quite silly Mm. um so yeah i think just the way that we've mentioned them so much but flight of the concords just take silliness and make it really clever i love that i love that and I want to always do that forever. Actually, thank you. Yeah. Well, being Brett, the the the, the um, well, I'm not saying that that uh, Jermaine isn't musical, but Brett is really the, the musical genius in that. Mm. Um, he's able to play almost anything, mm. and he's multi instrumentalist. And I, I went to see them, and he's got another band called Video Kid, uh, which is just like a Kiwi rock band that he plays in. And oh, amazing! And they're awesome. If you're a musical uh, comedy music nerd, uh, you can look up Video Kid, and that's Brett McKenzie from the Fly the Concords. And and he's also just put out a solo album of like songs he he wrote while on the road, and it's like a sort of jazzy. It's a I don't know what, what you, I don't know what even what genre it's in, but it's a bit like um, it's like the, it's the kind of music you would hear at the end of uh, at the end of uh, a, a Disney animation or something like that. It's really cool. Must listen. Uh, yeah. Rumors of a musical as well. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that's I, been. I as in a flight of the Concords musical. Oh, no, I think Brett, Brett. one of them Brett, is, Brett. is involved in, a, yeah. in writing a musical. Okay. Yeah. I don't know he's if that's a rumour. He's done so much, though. Mm-hmm. He's like, his like, volume of work. I yeah. can't imagine. He, he, he also played in a, in a band called the Black Soros, I think they're called, which is like a Kiwi, who's a piano player in that band. Is there like a reggae, like a reggae outfit? It was oh. part of Wellington that's got, they called Cuba Street, mm-hmm. where it's like all, oh, it's like sort of white reggae, uh, island, island reggae. So you get a lot of uh, uh, Maori, 
uh, singers, and that's where Fat Freddy's Drop came from. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so Brett, so if you want to see hear more of Brett, you can hear that in the Black Sorrows and Video Kid. I think it's mm. Video Kid. Yeah, we'll look yeah, that up. Yeah, it's kind of kind of curious. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the Flight of the Concords. They kind of changed. They took musical comedy. I was in a musical comedy act. I was in a trio, right? So um, years before that. And, uh, and not, we hadn't seen anything quite, there was nothing quite like that up until that point. It, it's easy for musical comedy to get into this sort of very basic, uh, we, Dave and I kind of make fun of it by doing like, change the word of a song and musical parody. Yeah. But when you, t when you can get a concept, I'm trying to think of like the great, those, you know, Monty Python and the, mm, the great yeah. musical comedy songwriters. <laughs> um, I guess it's Eric Idle. Mm. <clears throat> it's when you get a concept and you can play with it to the point that it's completely twisted. You, you just wring every single joke out of a con uh, out of a premise, mm. um, and the Fight of the Concords do that really well, as well as recreating the music musically, recreating the genre. So, yeah. like you, so if you're doing opera, you do opera as well as as. Uh, so you want an opera singer to sit there and go, "Wow, it's great." Mm. <laughs> Not like you, you know what I mean. I think a lot of people let themselves down by only by making I'm, I'm making fun of it so I don't have to do it very well you know mm. so I think that's but you can do opera badly and then and you know it's being done badly but you don't do opera badly no. you, do, you, you do opera have, have you have you had any operatic training I, I had an opera singer as a teacher yeah right. did you, you I was classically trained for about yeah. six months and then I got bored so <laughs> I was like no thank right. you I'll stick to jazz <laughs> I did the classicals yeah. Yeah. I did the grade situations that was mine and Arabella is like just the insane most, yeah phenomenal <laughs> vocalist ever so yeah so we're we saying that Arabella is the best of the four of you oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. by, by mile by far <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be so happy when she hears this <laughs> Cut that out. Cut that bit. Let's talk a little bit about your your Edinburgh show. Um, oh, like, yes. Uh, yes. I didn't go to Edinburgh this year, sadly, so I, I hadn't. I have not seen the show, but we have seen some excerpts of it. Mm. Um, I mean, there's a couple of songs that stand out. There's the IKEA song, which we talked about before, uh, which is just like a great sort of angry disco track. Uh, the yes. one that I, the one that stuck up for me, and it may be because it's why you've got it as the last song. Mm -hmm. It's the it's the comparison of uh, of the Vajinji, yeah. the Bahubi, the boo boos. The, the, the I love <laughs> those words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that ends the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and I mean, obviously, I don't know if, if it's been voiced quite that way before, um, but you sort of you do. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Why, why don't you tell me what the song's about? Yeah. So, so we always we end the show with a song called "Woman Up," and Woman we up, yes. end it because uh, we feel like we've earned the right to end it this way. Yeah. So it's a very it's what we call our feminist anthem. Yes. But it's a it's a complete direct comparison of when people say, "Oh, why don't you grow a pair? Why don't yeah. you man up?" Why don't you, I put my balls on the line for this, all yeah. of that. So it's all those ridiculous sayings that we have about male genitalia. And I've like w when we sing it, we can we flip that and we put it as female genitalia. So it's like I put my cunt on the line for that. Um, stop growing a pair and woman up and grow a twat. Um, now. <laughs> When we wrote it, we weren't. We, I have to state this: it's obviously a joke, and it's obviously about that literal comparison. That is what it is. It's the complete. Why do people say uh, grow a pair of balls? 
when it means be manly and be strong and be masculine, but grow a pair of balls, man. Come on, you got to grow a pair. When uh, they're the most delicate part of any human body is yeah. a pair of balls. Little so, floppers. Yeah, floppers. and then you think, <laughs> how, how can you say grow a pair of balls when you should say grow a twat? Because they are pushing out babies. They are taking a pounding. They are doing, you know, they can... <laughs> big strong girls. Yeah, big strong girls. Get some hairy muffs out there. That's, that's our... <laughs> um, that's the end of our show. So we like to <laughs> have people walking away empowered uh, by that. Throbbing. Throbbing! Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. And they do. And they do throb. They do love it. Big time throb throb. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's how we like to end our show with a with a feminist anthem and it, it's not specific i know the words uh, we have 17 different words for vagina in it and it but it's not literally grow like how to be a woman you have to have a vagina it's just saying come on women are fucking strong and women are fucking amazing mm. and we should stop saying that you've got to put your balls on the line to be strong so yeah that that's our that's our ender but um, to get to that point, we have many different feminist um, little propaganda. <laughs> We've got Shimmy Shake, which is about taking a bra off. Yeah. Uh, that feeling when you get inside and take your bra off. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? We've got Hen Do, which is just oh, yeah. about a Hen Do. Yeah, the police are here. Dark, please. <laughs> <laughs> they hate us. They hate us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so Hindu. Yes. 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 Uh, I I have I have been um, played at several Hindus, yeah. and I can one hundred percent tell you they are the worst experiences oh, yeah. of my life. <laughs> Why? They are. <laughs> Why? Why? They, like they are because you get a group of women who you know in their own right are amazing but when you <laughs> join forces of different groups of women so you've got especially at hendus you've got your best mate and then you've got your best friend from work and then you've got your sister and then your nan's there and they're all very different humans mm. that are interacting and uh that's not to say just because you're a woman you don't have to get on with every woman that you meet oh, you do and um, the the more the alcohol flows the more reckless and nasty and feral they get feral is the correct word yeah, yeah and so we really go for it yeah, oh, feral yeah, wise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've been to many a hindu and i'm usually the worst yeah. so. i've avoided all hindus have you so far i can i, I just as a word of advice from me just carry on avoiding them. Thank I, you. I've, I've been dressed up in so many different things. <laughs> My worst one was being beaten with... Oh, here we go. Beaten with a dildo whilst being dressed as Jesus. Delicious. Uh, That's that, the title of our next song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is going into the stuff that gets edited out of the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've just uh, spoken about a uh, few of the songs in your show, mm -hmm. but I think our listeners and I would love to hear... One of your songs, if you would be so kind as to play one for yeah, us. Yeah, of course. So the, the one that we'll do for you is, um, I know we talk so much about musical comedy and uh, that, but this is quite a serious song, actually. Yeah, deadly serious. It's really about sad. someone we know um, very well in the streets of London. You probably met them too. So yeah, we're going to do this one. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Have you ever seen the lonely man who boards the 136. He has nothing but the coat on his back 
and a pack of pick and mix. It's always late at night when he gets on to that bus. He waits until it's empty. He doesn't like the fuss. Cause he's a flasher. was Flatten the Curves was Izzy Rowe Wright, Charlotte Brooke, and Katie Baker, and Arabella Rodrigo, who wasn't here because she's pregnant. Yeah. She's not a baby. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks Thank for you joining so us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Goodbye, adios, farewell. You'll be glad to hear that we think that your interview went well. But we have other things to get on with now, so you're gonna have to go. I'm sure our paths will cross again, but whoever really knows? It's been fun, it's been musical, it's been comical at times. But now we have to leave you, so goodbye. Goodbye! What that a was... great fun interview that I, was. I love those guys. Flatten the curves. Go and see them. If you get a chance to see them, go and see them. They're so great live. We were so, so lucky that they came and did our Cray Cray Cabaret at the Comedy Store. Yes, which you can they go were and so see. good. You can go and see the Cray Cray Cabaret at the Comedy Store. The next one's in December. Yeah, December the 7th, I think. 7th, 7th. First Wednesday that month. Yeah. yeah. If you'd like to see more or hear more from Flatten the Curves, why not visit them at their Instagram at Flat and the Curves or their Twitter at F 
The Curves. And if you'd like to support our podcast and get this podcast a week earlier than everybody else, then go and join our patron at patreon.com forward slash songs in the key of laugh. Or join us at coffee.com forward slash songs in the key of laugh and give us a coffee. We will see you all next week. Thank you very much. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.